Listen, really, I just want to inspire. I want someone to listen to this podcast and say that because of it, I can and I will do whatever it is that I originally doubted myself on. Be Inspired brings an up-close and personal connection with real people, sharing inspiring stories, valuable insight into life's challenges, entrepreneurship, and personal development. It's amazing. I look forward to doing my part, using this platform to inspire a lot of people. Somebody gonna have to tell the truth that I'm gonna tell you. This shit's fire. Well. Hello and welcome to the Be Inspired podcast. This is your host, Miguel Global, and we are here with an incredible, incredible podcast session for you. Um, because of our today's guest, it's just an unbelievable individual spirit and soul and her accolades and what she has been able to accomplish and the amount of people she's been able to touch in her lifetime is unparalleled to anything that I've seen. Mother and Shari is in our studio today, and that is what's gonna, uh, who you guys are going to have a chance to get to know and understand. Now, from a very early age, Mother and Shari's calling in life has been to help others. That's no doubt. Her life mission has been able to help people from all walks of life, and she has done this all over the globe. Her devotion to helping humanity at large is easily seen through her many years of service as a healer, and in addition to that, an educator. Mother Anchari is an Ayurveda practitioner, metaphysician, and lecturer. People know her through her great work of healing and providing spiritual, spiritual solutions to those in need. And I would definitely say in today's um, state and the way things are going, it's such a pleasure to have you here, Mother Anchari. Namaste. Namaste. You know what, Mother Anchari, I'm not going to waste any time because every moment is so valuable for, our, for myself and, but most importantly, for our listeners. Share some unique details about yourself. Well, uh, I took birth. I'm from the universe, but I took birth in Puerto Rico. Okay. And my mother was a nurse. And she was pregnant. I was in her womb, and she was a supervisor in the hospital. When I was when I was born, then um, I always admire her. Right. In early childhood, because I come from a medical family. Okay. My uncles, my cousins, my my brother, everyone is in the medicine field. Wow, everyone. Yes, and then after that, I went to nursing school. Right after middle school, I went straight to um, high school. Okay. And, and I was, because at those age, um, age um, in the early ages, it was um, vocational high school. I understand. You didn't go straight to college. Oh, no. No. Okay. You went to vocational high school. So I went to vocational high school, and I, and I was um, learning nursing there. I would attend two weeks in the hospital and two weeks in the school. And wow. Yes, now it's totally a different ball game. For sure. Yes. Now you have to go to college. Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, I was fortunate at that time that I came into nursing. And um, after that, I started doing yoga. Okay. I met my spiritual master, and then I, I got um, involved with Ayurveda. Okay. Which is the uh, medicine. It's a 5,000-year-old medicine. 5,000 years 5, old. 5,000 years old. And um, I'm still learning because um, Ayurveda, since it's 5,000-year-old, I've been studying Ayurveda since 1977. Okay. And still studying, teaching it and studying it. I'm a student and a teacher at the same time. 
student and a teacher at the same time. That's commendable. Yes. Because at, with your experience level and all the things you've been able to achieve, sometimes people don't put it into that context. But that's We're always learning. So let me ask you a quick question regarding that. So at the time when you were, uh, you clearly came up in a medical family. That, that, yes. was, that was rooted deep yes. in you. Uh, was in vocational, and then you also attended the, the medical program that you had. And then, of course, you transitioned into uh, studying yoga. Do you think if the family wasn't already so attached to the medical side, do you think you would have <laughs> yes, ended up were. there? Yes, they were. That was a challenge. <laughs> so, but do you think that you would have ended up studying Ayurveda had that not uh, been the case? Like if they were all engineers? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Possibly, huh? Yes. But that's not what the universe wanted. maybe from other lives. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yes. So you mentioned Ayurveda. So up until I met you, honestly, I never heard much of it. And there's a, clearly uh, an abundance of things I don't know. But up until I met you, I, I barely heard the word. For someone that's listening, what, what is Ayurveda? Well, Ayurveda. Uh, it's a sans- Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word. Okay. And it's from, it's, it's the Ayurvedic medicine is from India. Okay. And Ayu means life and Veda means knowledge. So it's the knowledge of how to heal yourself. It's self-realization and self-discovery. You l- learn to know who you really are. Wow. Because we think we're the bodies, but we're not the bodies. We're spirit souls within this body. Therefore, the Ayurveda that I teach is spiritual Ayurveda because other people are teaching Ayurveda, but they don't teach the spiritual aspect of it. Absolutely. Now, I would imagine that in that practice, there are people who teach it, like you say, that they don't do it the right way or the way that it was meant to be given. So does well, that complicate things for you to be a... a not at all. No? Not at all because I feel that since I do spiritual Ayurveda, and most people don't go there, they, they, do, um, they, they do more of yoga. Okay. So I also teach yoga, but I teach the philosophy of yoga, which is bhakti yoga. Understand. Which is, you know, Ayurveda, bhakti yoga. Ayurveda and yoga are sister science. So you have to know both. And clearly I don't know much of both, <laughs> which is and when, I, and when I first... Um, Started doing yoga. Okay. I started doing yoga even before becoming an Ayurvedic. Oh, wow. Yes, because it was in 1974 that okay. I started to do yoga. And I was already vegan, vegetarian then. When you didn't find anybody that was vegan, vegetarian, nor did yoga, there was only two yoga centers in New York. And one of them, the one, one, the one I used to go to, you had to walk up six flights. So that was yoga in itself. <laughs> in order to get up there. Now we have elevators, huh? Exactly. Understand. So, so listen, despite the times people are, I like to think that people are very material, right? Fatuated with cars, clothes, designer products, painting the material appearance. How important from your opinion is balance in the midst of material and spirituality? That's very essential, very pivotal for anyone's life because you cannot be all spiritual and not material and you cannot be all material and not spiritual. So it has to be an equilibrium, a balance between both. If, if, and, and, you know, you see it in people. That's why I emphasize a lot spiritual Ayurveda 
because through, uh, through uh, the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita, my spiritual master, Swami Prabhupada, um, it, he changed my life. Right. Because I wouldn't have known about Ayurveda if I didn't get to know his, his, his um, teachings. And Bhagavad Gita is a book that teaches you how to live, how to die, how to be happy, and how not to suffer. Wow. Right there in itself, that's healing. Now, is that book still available for yes. consumers? So we'll put that yes. when, we, when we list this so people can have yes. a link to that mm -hmm. book. Now, you've also written a book as well. Yes. And what is the name of your book? It's um, Ayurveda, Three Simple Ways to Detoxify Spirit, Mind, and Body. Now, you've had this book. I would inspired this book because this book is available on Amazon, right? Yes. What, what inspired the book? The book was inspired um, by um, learning about Ayurveda in the 70s. Okay. And um, knowing that I, I started doing research on microorganisms. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and uh, we're full of them. For sure. <laughs> yes. So then I came out with the book, and with the book I also came out with a, a, a cleanser. Okay. Which is a, it's a rejuvenation, and, and it's a um, purification and rejuvenation cleanser. Now, for the people listening out there, listen, this, this is where things get very, very interesting for you, Mother Anchari. So she, you mentioned that you studied, you uh, did research on, uh, was it org microorganisms? Okay, you done research on microorganisms, and then you developed this cleanse. Now, listen, this cleanse, I like to think, and correct me if I'm wrong, has been very instrumental in the relationships that you have built along your journey. Let me just name a few. Not only has you, have you inspired so many people, you've developed a reputation that's sub, just unbelievable and powerful names and influencers come along with that. For example, Russell Simmons, Jay-Z, Vander Holyfield, uh, Tyson Beckford, all the way over to Deepak Chopra. Now, that's a huge, and, and I'm sure it's so many that I have not named. How did that happen? And I met um, Deepa Chopra in the first Ayurveda conference at Columbia University in New York. And that was in the 90s, 95, that's when I met him. Like and, what, what? and I also met my spiritual, my other um, Ayurveda spiritual teacher there, Dr. Ladd, Vasant Ladd. So, Russell Simmons, you told me a very interesting story about how you met Russell Simmons. <laughs> and I believe that our listeners can... If you're in business, if you're trying to promote yourself, if you're into branding, this story, if you could tell us that very briefly, how you wind up not only meeting Russell Simmons, but becoming extremely close to him. How did that happen? It happened. Um, my cousin, she one day she tells me because she knew that I, 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 I teach and read the Bhagavad Gita every single day because that is the, the formula. OK, you have to read it every day. One chapter every day okay so she tells me i didn't even know what hip-hop was or anybody in hip-hop right and she told me oh you know what russell simmons he he um reads um the bubble you know that book you you teach from and i say oh bhagavad gita and she says yes so i say oh really and who is russell simmons so then she said well he's a rapper and he's got the 
Def Jam and this and that. And I'm saying, well, what's that? Because I didn't know anything about exactly, you know, music or, or rappers or anything like that. So one day I, dec- I went to the temple and I got a Bhagavad Gita, but I got the deluxe Bhagavad Gita, which is the biggest one they had. Okay. And I went to the building in New York in his, in his penthouse, I mean, pen office. <laughs> and I just went through the first floor and I told the, first, you know, the guard there, I said, I would like to meet, go and, and speak to Mr. Russell Simmons. He said, oh, yes, yes. He's in the penthouse. You know, I, I think it was for the, the 45th floor. Okay. So I go up there and I, I'm sitting in the... Um, no, Waiting area. First, yeah, first I, I went straight to the receptionist and I said, I would like to speak to Mr. Russell Simmons. And she tells me, he's not here. Of course, gatekeeper. So I say, oh, okay. So then I sat down and I have an, uh, um, I had my agenda because every day I always write what I'm going to do, okay. who I'm going to meet. Wow. And then I cross it out. And then, you know, and I continue the day by putting what I'm going to do. And if by the end of the week, I don't do, you know, I have to do it before the end of the week because I started with Monday. So that's your, per- that's your affirmation. Yes. That's so, incredible. So then um, I sat there in the foyer and then I see these, this door opens and I see seven guys. Okay. Um, six of them were wearing black and one was wearing blue, like you're wearing today. And, and I was just, you know, I said... This gotta be Mr. <laughs> Mr. Simmons in the middle of all these guys in black, huh? Yeah, they were they were they were Muslims, you know. They okay. were they were his bodyguards. So then I said, um, I took the book and I went straight to him and I said, Are you Mr. Russell Simmons? He said, Yes, ma'am. So then I told him, uh, I hear that you read the Bhagavad Gita every day. He says, Yes, I do. So I said, Well, this this book is for you. And right. I gave him the deluxe. It was a huge book. Okay. It's like the encyclopedia or something. Now, this was also the translated version of certain things in oh, there yes. as well. And then, it, you know, when he, he he opened it up, he read what I wrote, and then he says, Mother Anchari. Hmm. And then he flipped the pages, and he says, This is um, Sanskrit, Hindi, and English? And he says, I've never seen this. I'm so honored. And because for people that don't know, uh, Russell Simmons, uh, he's very deep into yoga and, and, of course, into this as well. He's very yes, spiritual. Yes. Uh, first of all, I think that's, that's incredible that you managed to get yourself up directly into Russell Simmons. You, you didn't take no for an answer. You just sat down very patiently. And, and you know, I always say energy. Energy is so powerful. And the moment that when she says, sorry, he's not here, you just sat down. <laughs> And he come right out the door. He didn't reject you. Security didn't interject. And you've essentially, after that, I've seen pictures online with you and Kamora Lee. And you, you built a relationship with Russell Simmons. And I like to think that maybe that's how you got the name. Uh, Mother Anchari <laughs> has this name, uh, the hip hop healer, right? Yes. And, and why did they call you that? Because I started associating with um, rappers, and then in my neighborhood, they, you know, I live in the Upper West Side in New York, and and the people around there would say. What were you, what are you doing with those thugs? You yeah. know, and I say, well, they're not thugs with me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I used to go in their cars and everything, and they they didn't even put music on. You know, I used to carry my own spiritual hip hop music Listen and to turn that. them out to it <laughs> <laughs> to them. Yes. So, what was it? So, I, I would imagine that you became some sort of mentor. Um, most importantly, a, a, a healing 
consultant or advisor or something or, or help keep them in good shape. What, what was it that, what was the strong connection between, let's say, those, those rap artists? Yeah, well, the thing was that there was an event um, in New York and it was against uh, the, um, you know, people who took intoxication. Okay. They were giving them 25 to life. Oh, wow. So that's where I met. Um, again, Russell Simmons, I met um, Jay-Z. I mean, every artist was there. Right. Um, Noriega and everything. They probably don't remember who I right. am, <laughs> right. but I remember them. Oh, no, that's hard to forget. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's different than meeting someone and saying, oh, there's a person across the room. When you showed me the pictures, and hopefully maybe I'll be able to later add some of them. When, when you look at the pictures, and, and you could tell a lot about a photo. The way they're hugging you is not like you met someone and you took a photo. I, I've, I mean, they're hugging you like, like you're their mother. I mean, it, it's, and that's what people yeah, do. So they, they, they all started calling me mom. Right. And there was, um, it was um, Earl Gaynor, who happens to be the nephew to, to um, Gloria Gaynor. Okay. And he... He calls me, I know him now, like, because he was one of the first ones besides Russell and, and P. Diddy and yeah. Puff Daddy. I, you know, I'm sure that they don't even remember who I am. <laughs> right. You know, it's funny. I'm sure they do if they see Maybe. you. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> and then I, um, Earl stayed connected with me, Earl Gaynor. And he would bring rappers to my home in New York, the apartment. And then he would tell me, Mom, I'm going to come and see you. I want these people to meet you. And then what happened was... When, you know, sometimes he would come at 3 o'clock in the morning. They, wow. they come at different times. And I said, you're not following you in my time. He said, Mom, please. <laughs> please, you know, because talk to them. I had this deal came up, and I had to go. And they were always in, doing deals all the time. So, so that, I'm glad you said that. Now, <laughs> now, here's something that even me, I have a hard time figuring out with you. But I'm going to try to articulate this for the listeners. So one would think, okay, you, you practice, you, you're an Ayurveda practitioner. You have uh, you an educator and so forth. So how does that translate to all these big rap artists and why would they come three o'clock in the morning? So here's something that the audience may not understand is that if you ask Mother and Chari, like I did, but what do you do? Like, <laughs> I like, like, I remember like, that. You remember that? Like, like, okay, I hear this, but what do you do? Why has all these influential people taken a gravitated towards you other than your energy is impeccable? But, but it, it, it's almost like they need something. And what I found out, although Mother Anchari does not, uh, she does not promote us, she doesn't admit this, a lot of these people have taken you to business meetings just so you can be there. <laughs> it, is it because you can smell BS or, or you can feel energy and all they feel that. more comfortable? Is I've it? been all over. I've been to Sony studios, different studios, different um, deals they're going to do. They always take me with them. And they say, Mom, you got to come with us. And, and if, if, if I don't show up, then they'll say, Oh, Mom, we miss you. you it know, went they, back. It didn't go through. <laughs> no, but this is real life. Like, they, these people believe so much in you that they've taken you to, to meetings that are, that are vital to their success yeah. because they feel like somewhere when you're there, things are going to be okay. I think that's a testament to who you are. So you built a respectable name for yourself and helped countless people. If you can give seven tips, right? If you could take seven tips and say, I'm going to give these tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I know that's hard because I'm only asking for seven, but seven is the number of completion. Yes. And that's my lucky number. Mine too. <laughs> 
So great. Because I was born December 7th. Pearl, I was born June 7th. Pearl, Pearl Harbor's Day. Really? Yes. So that's my, and I wrote a book on the 7th. It's, wow. It has to be published soon. And um, the seven tips that I would give, I'll, I added three more. Okay. So um, I, I did it in a way that so people could uh, overstand. Okay. In order for anyone to be healthy and heal, it has to be spirit, mind, and body. Understand. And this is why the book is called Ayurveda, Three Simple Ways to Detoxify the Spirit, Mind, and Body. Okay. So the um, first tip is that you have to begin your day with prayers and end your day with prayers. That's a healing in itself. Now, for a person that, let's say, are non-religious or spiritual, but maybe they meditate or they don't like to refer to it as, as prayer, is that similar for them? Yes. It's either you could say prayers, mantras. But you do have to connect with the Most High. Understand. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, um, if you follow Buddha, Jehovah, Christo, Christ, Krishna, Allah. Right. And um, you have to take time out. Have like to take the, time out. The, the Muslims, they, they, they um, pray five times a day. Okay. The Hindus, they, they pray two hours a day, okay. which they say the Maha Mantra. Right. Or other mantras. The... Um, the Christians, it's really amazing because they're supposed to be saying the Our Father 13 times a day. And I've met many Christians and I asked them that and they say, I never heard of that. Never heard of it. Mm -mm. Wow. Okay. So that's amazing. So what is your second one? The second one is have an attitude of gratitude. I am totally a student of that. And without gratitude, a lot of bad things can happen. Without a doubt. So you always have to be grateful. But people go through life blaming, complaining, and justifying. Okay. Those three are your enemies. Right. Your other enemies, which is the worldwide enemies, are lust, anger, and greed. Lust, anger, and greed. Yes. And this is where everything happens. Now, if we go to the third thing, what, what would that be? Perform good deeds. Perform good deeds. Every day. No matter who. And, I, and that's one thing I remember my grandma said. She said, but she said it in Spanish, you know, because they, in, in Spanish, in Puerto Rico, we have a lot of idioms. And, and um, she used to say, haz bien y no mires a quien. Do you understand what I'm saying? The listeners need to understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, haz bien y no mires a quien means do good. Right. No matter what they look like. There you go. That's a good practice to have. Yes. That's almost and that's, like, I've, all my life, that's what I do. Because I have meet people from all walks of life, from the hood to Hollywood. I like that. From the <laughs> hood to Hollywood. <laughs> Mother and Chari is meeting them all. I love that. Yes. So number four is mental, positive mental attitude. Okay. Always. That's super important. Positive mental attitude. These are all your healers. This is the tips that I'm giving people because many people think that only is taking um, medications and things like that. No, yeah. because healing takes place in spirit, mind, and body. So yeah. you have to do for each. Absolutely. And uh, the fifth, uh, the four, that's the fourth one. The fifth one, and this is 
The first three was spirit. Okay. Now the, the second set is um, mental. Okay. So that's why I say positive mental attitude, and then I say now I'm saying aromatherapy. I don't know if many people know what aromatherapy is, but it's one of the um, therapies that is very, very essential for you. Really? Because the second that you do the inhaling of the oils, their aromatherapies are oils in different flavors. And the second you do that, you, it goes directly to the limbic system of the brain, which is the emotional aspect. Wow. of, of um, the, the brain. So aromatherapy is very essential. And, you know, one of the oils that I highly recommend is peppermint. peppermint. That's what I was going to ask. Peppermint, yes, really? Peppermint. peppermint. Why, why do you recommend that? Because the one that I use, you could take it, um, you know when an oil is good, when you could apply it um, in your skin, in topical, and if you can um, inhale it, and you can ingest it. That's when I know that the oil is, is a good oil. So give them those three things again. If you can ingest it. Ingest it. Inhale it. Inhale it. And apply it to the skin, the, uh, uh, you know, topical. Because it absorbs through the, through the skin anyway. Yes. But those are the reasons why. You prefer, you recommend peppermint. Oh, peppermint, yes. Okay. There's many more oils, but that's one that's instantly. No, it, incredible fact. Yes. It makes and it works immediately. If you have a headache or if you have, um, you know, digestive problems, yes. you, you take that immediately and it goes away. It goes One away. little drop. And normally I don't have it on today, but yeah. I normally carry with oil in my, I have a chain that is okay. like a, a, a bling bling chain. <laughs> and they don't know underneath of that is some peppermint. And it has the oil bottle. And I, and I, and I even, I mean, not me, but the oil have safe people in the airplanes and everything. One day I was flying and this woman was, she was, she went in, um, she couldn't breathe and I, and I was, she was sitting next to me and I said, oh my God, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I started giving her the oil and she would say, oh my God, she's bad from Dominican Republic. I okay. was going to Dominican Republic. And she said, Ay, Dios mío, mija, si no hubiera sido por ti, yo no hubiera hecho este viaje. You know, and then she, it just happened that when I got to Dominican Republic and when we got there, they took me to eat at their home and everything. And her, her sister was a doctor in, in, in Dominican. See, I that's have what so I'm saying. This is, your, this is your thing. This is, this is what you do. The best. Okay, what's the next yes. one? Okay, the next one is laughing yoga. And humming. Humming. Humming is so wonderful for you. Is it a, is it a frequency? Is it an yes, energy thing? Yes, frequency, energy, is sound therapy. Right. Okay. So. Well, as a music person, I can appreciate that. Yes, but many people don't do this, don't hum. They don't, they, they, they don't do humming. There you go, guys. You heard it right here. Yes. Humming. Coming okay. and laughing yoga, just laugh it off. Just laugh it off. Yes, because you have to laugh at life or life will laugh at you. That's very true. You hear that? You have to laugh at life or life will laugh at you. Yes. So, and humming, I, I want to mention humming because nobody ever thought, I mean, there, there is um, some people that they, they have um, videos on humming and everything, but a lot of people don't know right. about humming. And it's very good for your mental, you know, relaxation and stress. Now, how does that, how does that correlate with, so my daughter, uh, my daughter's two years old. When my daughter was born, I um, always played piano music. 
for her. And I have found that she is such a calm child. I mean, you know, she gets a little yes. rowdy like any other two-year-old. <laughs> but, but most people compliment her on her um, candor and, her, and how calm she is. And because I like to think that somehow that played a role. Music is the food of the soul. Right. So it depends on what music you hear. Um, there is music is um, it's in three categories. Okay. According to Ayurveda. All right. So it's savic, rajasic, and tamasic. Okay. So savic is in the mode of goodness. Tamasic is in the mode of passion. And tamasic is in the mode of ignorance. So according to the music you hear, then it affects your behavior. I don't doubt that at all. So this is why. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast with the music that yes. we hear today. So we yes. will not touch on that <laughs> part here. Okay. Okay. The other um, set is the to, for the body. Okay. That's when the um, purification and detox and cleansing come in. Because it's very essential because many people, they go through life without doing a detox. Right. But detox, the word detox, everybody, it's famous. Right. But people really don't know what a detox is. And, it, you know, you, it, it's to cleanse your digestive system, not only your digestive system, but also all your other systems and all your organs. Right. And that's, that's paramount for and vital for the way the body functions. Yes. And health, long-term yes. health, right? Yes. And, um, and you have to eat um, sacred Savic foods. Sacred Savic foods. Which is called prasadam. And what are some examples Sanskrit. of that? It's, it's fruits and vegetables. The good stuff. Yes. That's, that's what um, um, Savic food means. Because those type of food, they maintain you in meditating, smooth, um, you know, um, mood. Okay. And you don't become too passionate or too irritable. Right. So this is why... Vegetable and being a vegan vegetarian, you know, I, I, I have to promote that because I've been a vegetarian vegan since 1974. Whoa. When there was nobody. And when I started Ayurveda in 77, uh, people would laugh at me and my friend, Dr. Praktima. She's from New York and she's, you know, Indian for, and she's a skin specialist. And she and I were the ones like only doing Ayurveda there. No one, no one else was. And they would laugh at me and thinking that I'm a, a quack. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, come on. I would imagine if a person really doesn't know, I would imagine some people would think that, right? Yes. It's okay. So some it, people think I'm a quack. It's okay. <laughs> so it's okay. That's right. Because okay. it's, it's um, and then the, um, the second is the yoga, stretching, and dancing. Yoga, dancing, stretching, now dancing. hold on. But before you get on that, because I've been told this many times, and this is something that I can implement in my own life. How important is stretching? Stretching is that you, especially when you get up in the mornings, Ayurveda recommends stretching because everything is, is stand still. Right. So you have to move your energy. Okay. So therefore, this is why you have to do yoga early in the morning. You have to do, you know, there's a certain, um, um, how do you call it, section in Ayurveda that's called Dinacharya. Dinacharya means how to live for the rest of your life. Okay. From the minute you wake up to the minute you take rest at night. 
incredible. So, so that's, that, that's, all of this is unbelievable. One thing struck a nerve with me, and, and I've noticed that when I have uh, stretched more and when I uh, uh, actively get massages often, mm-hmm. loosen up the body, sports yes. therapy, yes. it does have a profound effect on me. This, it's very essential. It's very pivotal in your life. Okay. To do, you know, massage and dancing, and and um, when I was in New York, they they do salsa, of course. You know, I came from a Puerto Rican for sure, most definitely. <laughs> background. Yeah, and salsa now they have it in the hospitals mm. as cardiovascular really? salsa. Look at they're that! They're doing it, and they say that people are, are in bliss. You know, they're they're very happy to learn salsa and this um, it's, it's everyone is learning salsa it doesn't matter what background exactly. what culture you are everybody loves it. salsa amazing and yes. so where does that put us at in, in your tip list is that okay. number nine that's number number nine is now okay which was did you mention it already massage massage which in, in ayurveda is called abhyanga 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 and abhyanga is you giving massage to yourself. Okay. Because you're so used to going to somebody else to give you the For massage. Sure. When you wake up in the morning, you have to give yourself a massage. So it's like a thorough. Okay. You know, and you so start, you're taking your hand on your you arm, arm, you're rubbing it, and moving that blood your, flow. Yeah, everything. Because that's what you're stretching. It's, it's stretching and moving your, your energies. Okay. So I would See? imagine it'd be easy to do that in the neck, the arms, the legs. They're everywhere. Everywhere that you can. And... At, and um, and reflexology, okay. which is the massaging of your feet. It's oh. called parabianga. Man, do I love that. <laughs> <laughs> parabianga and abianga is yourself doing yourself massage. But in India, when you go, they, they have a, a cleanser okay. that is called panchakarma. Panchakarma. Pancha means five and karma means action. So they do, uh, you know, when you go there, you come back a new person. Because you, ha- you have like eight people doing you massage. Wow. Yeah. It's incredible. Wow. Yes. That's 16 hands. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of that yes. one. Yes. <laughs> and, and they're there with you the whole time to do different uh, actions. It's always interesting what other cultures uh, uh, really embody more so than other cultures in India and Asia and so forth. They're, I would imagine they embrace that much more than maybe in America that it's, we do. Yes. Um, you can't get away from spirituality. Absolutely. You try. But you can't. But you cannot. There's no way. And you'll regret it if you don't tap into the spiritual aspect of, your, of yourself. Because you are a spirit soul. Right. I'll tell you a, a quick joke. <laughs> well, what, an, an incident that happened. One day I went to, in New York, I went to a gallery. Okay. With my friends, and I always, when I walk in places, I always sit down and I observe the whole panorama. And I see how people are acting, you know, and I could just see through them. Right. So I sat down, and this woman came into the gallery, and she saw me, and I always dressed Indian clothing. Okay. Uh, and devotee, we call it devotee outfits. <laughs> anyway, I was sitting there and this woman from the minute I saw her, I knew she she was talking about me. Right. And she said and she kept saying at the door, "Who's that woman? Who's that woman over there? Who's that woman?" And I'm saying, "Okay." <laughs> so she finally managed to sit next to me and she said to me, "Who are you?" She looked at me like I was trash. Yeah. She said, "Who are you?" And I said, "Who are you?" 
And she says, well, I'm a CEO. And she started telling me all the alphabets. And I said, sweetie, that's not who you are. You're a spirit soul within this body. And this body gets all disease and dies. Uh-oh. So don't tell me that, that you are a CEO. That CEO hit the flow then, huh? Yeah, because you don't even know who you are. Exactly. And this is what Bhagavad Gita, this is the teachings I teach people. Bhagavad Gita teaches you that we're not the body. We're not white. We're not black. We're not green. We're not orange. We're not red. We are none of those colors. This is just a shell. This is just a shell. Right. And I could prove it to you because when you leave, when your soul leaves the body, you're stiff there in the casket and you're gone. And people are looking at your body, but that's your body. It's not you. You're not there. You're already gone. You already left the body. You see, but people think that they're the bodies, and right. therefore, they, all they do in life has to do with their bodies. Which is why it's so important to take care of it. You, you take care of it, but don't, don't, you know, become a, thinking that you're the body because you're not. Because you're not. Because healing takes place in three levels, spirit, mind, and body. Absolutely. Wow, that's deep. And so- disease comes from dis-ease, your mind, Uh-oh. not at ease. Say that again. So, Decease come from dis-ease. Yes. The mind not at ease. Not at ease. So when your mind is not at ease, that means you're, you are in passion and ignorance. You're not in sabbic. You're not in the mode of goodness. Right. My, my granddaughter, she went to FSU. Okay. And she was studying criminology and psychology. And she used to call me all the time from the college. Grandma, why people commit crime? Right. And I said, because they don't love God. Right. And then, and then I said, if they don't love God, they don't love themselves, and they don't love you or whoever. Right. And, and that's in the mode of passion and ignorance. It's not in the mode of goodness, because if you're in the mode of goodness, you will never harm anyone. That's true. And that will come to the, um, the last one. What is that one? I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. It's called ahimsa. Ahimsa. What does that mean? Ahimsa means... Nonviolence. Say that again. This is where Martin Luther King comes in. Okay. Because he's, his guru was Gandhi. He did have, yes, yes. So Gandhi taught him ahimsa. Okay. Nonviolence. That's why the marches were peaceful. Non-peaceful. Right. So that's where it comes from. Many people might know this, maybe people might not. So if you, so let's recap this. That's that's powerful. So let's recap this on just the topics again for 10. And I'm going to put this easily accessible in case someone wants to play this back. So give us number one again was to start your day, begin your day. Begin with and end the day. With, with prayer, just, meditation, yeah. whatever. Spiritual. Have you. Spiritual. Number two. Number two is have a grat- an attitude of gratitude. Gratitude. my One of my favorite. Number three. Perform good deeds. Perform good deeds. Be a good person. Yes. It's not about you getting all the time. You have to give. You have to give. In the Bible, it says that it's a game of give and take. That life is a game of give and take. Absolutely. So you cannot be taking, taking all the time and not giving. Yeah, because you become empty. Okay, what was number four? Number four was positive mental attitude. Positive mental attitude. Number, Number five? Aromatherapy. Got it. Next one. Laughing, yoga, and humming. Don't forget, guys. Laugh and hum in, in the next one. <laughs> um, purification and, and rejuvenation. Okay. You have to cleanse the body. And yoga, stretching, and, and um, tai chi. I forgot to say tai chi. That's a great one. Tai chi, chi con, or 
Falun Dafa. Okay. Many people don't even know. And, and dancing, dancing, the salsa dancing. <laughs> and then Abiyanga, which is the self-massage. Self-massage. And then re- reflexology, which is called Parabiyanga. Okay. And at, in the evenings, you should put sesame oil and in your feet. Right. Yourself. On your bare foot. On your bare foot, um, sesame oil. Okay. And you massage your own feet. Wow. It's a pleasure to, for you to do that because you're servicing your body. We're always servicing our bodies. Right. Because nobody's going to do it for us. We have to do it because it is our body. Absolutely. It is our gift from God. And you have to protect you have it. You to take care of it. Take care of it. And, and if you want the soul to remain where it's yes, at. Yes. Got and it. if, you know, because God, God is in your heart. Right. He's with you all the time. Right. But we don't want to hear it. For sure. We want to, anyway, coming back to Ahimsa, Ahimsa is um, spiritual, mental, uh, and physical um, practice. Okay. Which means nonviolence to no living entity. So there's your top 10. So we're going to put them as a, I mean, that's a training <laughs> to someone all within itself. I'd imagine that's a part of what you teach as well, right? It's all about simple. My spiritual master would say simple living, high thinking. Simple living and high thinking. That's all it is. So stress. We've talked about this, but stress can clearly play a part in problems, right? Um, Such as headaches, high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, skin conditions, asthma, arthritis, um, anxiety. I read something that the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, that's what you know as OSHA, they declare stress uh, to be a hazard at the workplace. Mm -hmm. How do you think everything that we've just discussed, and if you put this on an even playing field with stress. Why is it so important to remain de-stressed? Believe it or not, it's all spiritual. Is it? If you're in a spiritual um, mindset, yes. you would not get stressed. This is why I teach from the Bhagavad Gita, because the Bhagavad Gita teaches you. There are 18 yogas in the Bhagavad Gita. Okay. And six chapters are on karma yoga, six chapters are on bhakti yoga, and six chapters are on... Um, yana yoga. Okay. So karma yoga is your action. Bhakti yoga is your devotion and, and service to, to God and others. And then yana yoga is the, the yoga of knowledge. So, so when it comes to the body and the, the state that everyone's in, everyone's stressed out, everyone's overperforming, overworked, underpaid. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't want to touch too much of what's going on right now because I want to stay with the substance of what we're discussing. But all of this has, and, and we're here to help people, so all of this has a lot. Um, it's all relevant, and people will become even more stressed uh, as things unfold. So okay. how important is it to reduce that stress? So you know what stress and suffering is? Because stress is suffering. Okay. It's to, to not get what you want and get what you don't want. Stress is not to get what you don't want. No, not to get what you want. Not to get what you want. But get what you don't want. But get what you don't want. That's (laughs) stress. You get it? Yeah, I do. So there's three reasons why mainly that I came up with that I feel that people get sick for three reasons. First of all, it's disconnecting from the most high. Okay. Second, Emotional trauma from the moment you were conceived by your parents, whatever um, they were going through or growing through, right? you came with their baggage. For sure. 
I, I and agree with that. And then the third, and not only theirs. Their your, generation. Your own baggage yeah. from other lives and your family. Right. So you see the pattern? For sure. And the third one is nutritional imbalances. And this is the three that I work with because I tell people this is what's this happening. I have a lot of girls especially that, you know, call me and tell me, oh, I'm depressed. Right. I said, depressed? Why are you depressed? If you, I said, when was the last time you opened the scriptures? Right. That's it. Shut it down. That's it. Because there's no reason for you to be stressed. If you trust the universe, if you trust God, then you give it to him. If somebody has hurt you in any form or way, send them love. Forgive them. Just say, I salute the divinity and so-and-so, and I send them love. That's powerful, though. That's it. Can you imagine that in an argument in the boardroom? That's it. You don't have to do anything else because, you know, God is there, and he knows whether you forgave the person or not. Because or not. people say, I forgive, but I don't forget. Then that's you, a heavy burden. But you didn't, you didn't forget. That's right. why you have to ask for forgiveness. Right. Even if you don't do it to the person, you write a letter. Right. And get it out. And get it off you. Because this is all what causes you illness. You can have a heart attack like that. Oh, right? yeah. Be, listen, there's people who have gotten cancer from that because right. they don't forgive and they have resentment. And they, they, hold have, they hold it in and they go to their grave without saying, I'm sorry. And why, why can't you say, I'm sorry? Exactly. Stubborn. Why? Not, not stubborn only. The but, ego. Oh, for sure. People got some big egos. Yep. But that ego will but be But you know fall. what? But ego means edging God out. <laughs> get it? That's true. Ego. E-G-O. I get it. Edging God out. That and means you think you God. You think you God. So therefore yeah. you control. So you're not God. Right. You, you, you know, I, I used to have a test with the hip-hop people when they come to my house. Right. And, and Earl always used to say, Mom, do the, the mustard seed test. So I have a mustard seed bag, a little bag, and there's a lot of little, uh, you know, it's like thousands of, um, it's, a, it's a spice. It's okay. called mustard seeds. So then I used to tell them, go in the bag and take one out. Okay. So they would come and they would um, take the, try, man, mom, I can't get it out. I said, listen, just take one little mustard seed, mustard out. seed out. And they finally did it. So right. I says, this is who you are. This is who you are. This one little mustard Yeah, you think you're Big Willie, you think you're all that, <laughs> and you a speck in this universe. That's true. And in a second... That's humbling. You're gone. You see? So the thing about it is, ego will kill you. So, so here, here's, here's, a, here's something that uh, uh, I'm going to throw at you. So the coronavirus and the economic impact that has happened thus far... It's taken countless lives. It's going to rip businesses apart. Families are going to be crippled by it. When you, when you think of that, um, of how health plays a role in this, what I like to say to you is whether this is what it is or whether there's a totally different game going on behind the scenes. <laughs> and you and I could, could take this thing far, but we won't. Where there's a whole different game behind the scenes, we have to agree that whatever it is, it is driving people into a lower frequency. Just be humble. That's it. You have to be humble and let the most high take care of it. If you freak out, right. 
then you lose your balance and, and your frequency goes down. Exactly. So you have to have faith in the, in the most high. That's it. So Everything simple. you do in life, if you don't you know, put him in the center of your marriage, of your business, or everything. This is why they like to take me when they go to, to deal with, business, with bi- business deals. Right. Because when, when I go there, the frequency is different. It shifts. Yeah. And it's high. Yes. It's very high. No, you, listen, listen. I, I, I've been around you several times, and you can feel it through the phone. Um, you do have. And I, I, know, I, I remember yesterday when I called you and told you that I was coming here, and I said, um, you know, I'm just calling to check on you to make sure uh, you're okay. And you said, Miguel, everything is in divine order. Exactly. While everyone's running around crazy, every time I call you, say, everything is in divine order. It's okay. <laughs> it's funny you say that because my daughter and I, we went, and she went, she told me to go with her to the store. Okay. And wherever she went, guess what? What? They didn't have toilet paper. Really? Nowhere. Nowhere. Nowhere, nowhere. Yeah, it's Every crazy. store. Toilet papers were gone. Okay. And I was really calming. Mom, I can't believe it. You're so calm. <laughs> and I told her, listen, in India and Vaishnavas and devotees and Ayurvedic, you have to rinse yourself with water right. when you use the restroom. Right. And they don't use toilet papers. Oh, look at that. You see? Yeah. But in this... Society, everybody's swayful of toilet paper and everything, all the paper, towel papers, napkins, you yeah. know, all of that. You know, it's, it's funny. I was talking to someone else, a, a friend of mine who's a doctor, and he said, if you go into stores and you see all of the toilet paper aisles raided and there's nothing there, but on the multivitamin section and in the herbal section where these things really could help you in a time where you'll need it, they're all fully stocked. Yes. So the priorities of a of a of, the body. Of, of the body is totally <laughs> the, out of sync. Yes, because you're not conscious. Yeah. You have to be conscious and aware. You have to be conscious. If you if you're in the mode of ignorance and passion, you're not going to be. If you're not in the mode of goodness, right? God will provide. With God, think all things are possible. You well, have to have faith. Yeah. But many people don't have faith. That's true, and we need it. We need it more without now a than doubt. ever. Without a doubt. More now than ever. Without a doubt. So before we go, um, this has been an incredible, incredible uh, episode, and I hope that everyone out there has gotten something from it. But uh, before we go, I want to know, is there anything else uh, you'd like the audience to know about uh, you and what you do for others? <laughs> I know we've covered a lot, but is there anything yes. else we did not mention? See, I, I do a lot of therapies. I'm a Reiki master. I do auricular therapy. I, right. I do so many things. But I just, I'm 75 years old. <laughs> and at this time of my <laughs> life, I don't want to be doing all of that. Absolutely. I just want to do, my, I want to follow him in, in the uh, footsteps of my spiritual master. He came here when he was 77. Wow. And transformed so many people's life. Right. And that's what you want to do. And he came here penniless, only with $7 in his pocket. He had two heart attacks in the, on the boat that he didn't even have money to get on the boat because he decided he wanted to do spiritual life. And he left his wife at 50 because that's the, the, um, the formula 
to leave, you know, we have four um, levels of life, which is brahmachari life, grihastra life, vanapastra life, and then swami life. Okay. Surrender. So at 50, it is said that you should leave your wife and go and serve God. Because right. at the early life, you serve God. Right. Then you get married. Then you become, you get ready to serve God again. Right. And then you serve God. And it's your duty to do that. Because if you don't serve, serve um, God and, sell, and, and serve other people and, and your body, you're in trouble. And you're not using what God has called you for, right? No, because first of all, people don't know their purpose in life. Right. When I meet people, I say, who are you? Where you came from? Where are you going? What are you doing here? And what's, your, what's the purpose of life? And what is your purpose? I would love to have you back to talk on purpose one day because um, I've done a lot of research on that. I've spoken at places and I've spoken to people who are in the business of helping people to discover their purpose. And that's really essential um, in the discovery of who you are, just, just for, for a personal reason. So while things have slowed down, most importantly, you want to just keep spreading the word about what you do. Um, uh, you you do talk to people in in, in your circle. Twenty four seven. People come to you and they 24/7. talk. Twenty four seven. No, I, it, and, and you know you're always so energetic to help. And even now sitting here, you so seventy five years old. And let me tell you, you ain't helping this woman out no car. She's running down the street by herself. She's stepping over stuff. I mean, you're, you're moving. So you're clearly a representation of what you preach. It's just not all talk. And I say that because I've seen it with my eyes. And I, this is a gift to me to even be able to sit here with you knowing um, where you've been in your life and the wisdom that you have. And I hope personally I can continue to and take I'm that. And I'm blessed to have met you. Uh, and I remember those words you asked me. What do you do? Yeah. I, listen, <laughs> I'm curious. I'm going to ask the question. So, Mother and Char, we have something that's called an um, Inspired Moment segment. It's right before we leave. And what is your one piece of uh, incredible offering that you give to the audience that they can, um, I mean, it's so much here, but if you can also give one thing that you say, this is what you hope that they take away, what would that be? Self-love. Self-love. That's it. People don't love themselves. They love everything else, but not themselves. So they get in whatever situation because they don't love themselves. You have to love yourself. First, you love God, then you love yourself, and then you love others. You can't put anyone before you or before God. When, when women come to me and tell me, oh, my boyfriend left me, and they start crying and everything, and I say to them, what is it that you brought to this world that you think belongs to you? You came here empty-handed, right. and you will leave empty-handed. You take nothing with you. Nothing in this world belongs to you. We're all here on borrowed time, and everything is temporary. Right. Everything in life is temporary. Nothing, you have no ownership to anything. These, and Russell Simmons used to say this when people asked him about, and he would say, these are toys I'm playing with. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Because you're only playing with them, but you don't take them. They ain't yours anyway. You will not take anything with you. That's for sure. So the thing is to keep your mind in the most high and be spiritual and have an equilibrium between spirituality and material. Because if you don't, you're going to be miserable. You could be big willy, you could have millions of dollars, you could, you could, um, and you won't, 
be happy. Yeah. Because money is the key to every door, but it's not the only happiness. Right. Because money can buy you a house, but not a home. It could buy you a book, but not brains. Yeah. It could buy you uh, food, but not health. Right. See? So you see the difference between money? You have to know what money really is. Absolutely. Mother and Chari, <laughs> thank you for joining us and blessing us in today's discussion on health and wellness. We're going to include uh, your contact information, if that's okay, inside yes. of the links. And uh, this will not be the last time, of course, you and I get together. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you. Mother and Chari is very dear to me. And uh, <laughs> I'm the lucky one because I got access to it. And I hope that others uh, take, take what you said. I'm so blessed. I feel so blessed and so grateful that we met. Thank you. That means a lot to me. It means a lot to me, too. Final words. Good health is not something that we can buy. However, it can be an extremely valuable savings account. Be Inspired Podcast with the amazing, amazing Mother Anchari. Until next time, this is Miguel Global, your host. Be Inspired. Peace, love, and light. And don't forget laughter. Laughter.